Hey there, welcome to Revive Church. Welcome to our weekly online service and it's great to have you here. Really hope you're keeping well and having a great Sunday so far. If you'd like to get to know more of our church and anything about us, you're welcome to head over to our www.revivechurch.co.za. That's our website and we've got so much information there, everything you need. Um, You're welcome to connect with us there through the contact form, whatever you'd like. And we've got, uh, as a church, we place a great uh, emphasis on, on community and relationships so if you'd like to get connected into a a connection group uh, we've got uh, that all on the website for you as well Um, you can get all the information there and yeah enjoy the service hello and welcome to our weekly service my name is Swen and it's just an honor to be able to share this message with you today we are in a series right now called flourish and it's all about flourishing um, on, on purpose with God God's got a purpose for our lives and he wants us to flourish. We're created to flourish. And if you have missed some of them, you can just backtrack on our YouTube channel. There's, it's all there about how we flourish in a multifaceted environment where when different things are, are running as they should, we actually flourish in life. And so today we're going to be diving into a topic which I'm going to be titling a better goal. There is a better goal. And by the end of this message, I'm hoping that you're going to move towards the better goal. You know, this week, um, my wife and I, we had a, a tire, flat tire. And of course, I mean, that always happens to people. And it always happens at the worst time, don't you find? That whenever you, an inconvenience happens, it's never at a convenient time, hence the inconvenience. But what, if, what would happen was that we ran a flat tire, huge, huge nail or metal piece that went into the tire and flat. And long story short, we, we had people come out, a tow truck come out. Can you believe it? A tow truck. All because... I couldn't take the hubcap off because I was missing the tool to take the hubcap off. Now, please don't judge me. I know how to change a tire. I've changed the tire before. Um, but it's so embarrassing when, when, when the tow truck is coming up and you can see this guy's thinking, oh my goodness, this man does not know how to change a tire, thinking about me. And I felt so embarrassed. So I had to give him the whole backstory. But anyway, he managed to get the hubcap off and we could change the tire. And then when we took it to the tire place, um, that was another story because they had to order tires because they didn't have the right tires in stock, but we managed to get the tires. But it's not just as simple as getting the tires fitted onto the car. We had to get the car, uh, the wheels all, all aligned. And I think you'll understand, like if, if the tires are pointing one way and the steering wheel is pointing another way, what can happen is there's misalignment, which will actually down the road cause breakdown. And so what we want is we want to have alignment that our wheels are pointing in the direction of our steering wheel so that there's no misalignment so that it actually runs the way it's supposed to, runs the way it was created for. And you and I, we need to come into alignment with God's purpose for our life, but also God has a goal for our life where we find difficulty and frustration and later down the road breakdown is when our life is pointing in a certain direction, but God's pointing in a different direction. It's almost as if you're fighting your life, fighting the direction of your life. You've got goals, ambitions, and you've got you know, a trajectory for your life, but God's got a very specific goal for your life. And that if we can come in alignment with God's goal for our life, we will actually find flourishing. It will be, uh, I don't want to say it's easier, but it certainly becomes easier to you. Your life is less, you live life less frustrated for sure. And I want to invite us all into a better goal. Now, don't get me wrong. Achievements 
and accolades, they are important. We can all use those to glorify God for sure. Um, but those aren't, that's not the goal. There is a better goal. And in fact, in Romans 8, 28 and 29, God tells us very specifically, he comes right out of the gate. He mincesimates any words. He has a goal for our lives. There is something he's trying to achieve for our lives. And it's this, to be conformed to the image of his son, Jesus. And so let me read that to you in um, Romans 8, 28 and 29. It goes like this. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God to those who are called according to his purpose. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that we might be the firstborn among many brethren. That's, that's what Jesus is trying to do. That's what God is trying to do. God has a very specific goal. And it's just this, to conform us into the image of Jesus. It's kind of like this. He, in our life, everything in our life, he's using to make us look and sound and think and process through the lens of Jesus. He wants us to look more like Jesus in our behavior, in our attitude, in our speech. He is conforming us into an image. So everything in life is working for that goal. So if we are off on a different goal, there is misalignment and frustration that comes. And so I want to invite us today to go for a better goal, a goal that, yes, there will be accolades and, yes, accomplishments and all of that, but ultimately that our life is pointed in the direction that God is leading us to conform us into the image, to become more like Jesus in every area of our life. Because let's not forget, he is in fact the pioneer of our faith. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. And so he has gone ahead of us to teach us the way and to invite us into union with Jesus, in with himself. And to, he has already mapped the way for us to walk in. And I want to invite us into that better goal. You know, some people are motivated by setting goals. Other people are not. To be honest, I'm not someone who's motivated by goals. I have a different way that I process things. I, I try to take things of how can I become a better person or a different type of person that will achieve things rather than just going for God. And it's good. Like, it's good to have different types of people. But Jesus' goal is about who we are becoming, not what we are achieving. Life is like Monopoly. You know, if you like Monopoly, oh man, it's a good game, but it lasts forever, especially if you get knocked out early. It's just a horrible game. But if you're winning, always a great game. But life is like that. Everything at the end of the game goes back in the box. And what I'd love to invite us into is a life that is actually beyond just the year and now, one that has got, shapes us with eternity. And we're going to look at a passage of Scripture where we're going to see how it is that we can become more like Jesus. Because our accomplishments will go in the box. But who we are becoming is what continues to be transformed. And so let us achieve and strive for a better goal. Let's have a look quickly in Hebrews chapter 12 with the time that remains together. In just two verses. Hebrews chapter 12 verses 1 and 2. The writer of Hebrews says this, Therefore we also... Since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. 
and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. I love it. Jesus is the pioneer, the author and the finisher of our faith. And he has given us a way that we might follow him. And so what is that way? I love it how it starts off with a race. The, 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 you know, the writer is talking about, hey, there's a race. It's a race of faith. We run it. When you give your life to Jesus, the starting gun goes off and you are now in the race of faith. And what's incredible is when you start a race, you actually run with a whole bunch of other people. The race starts in a collective. And you're running. You might even not know where you're running, right? You know that the finish line is out that way somewhere. You've done the meet, the checks and everything. But if this is your first time racing, you're just kind of following everybody else because you hope that they know what they're doing. And so, you know, we, we start this race with other people. But the longer you run this race you actually begin to get distance between people, spaces, people drop off, people run faster. And this is the thing about the race of faith and our walk with God, is that we're in, while we are becoming like Jesus, we're all running at a different pace. And there's always people around us. Now, it's so important that we do this race with other people, that we do life with other people, because in fact, becoming more like Jesus is, the, is done in the context of relationships with other people but hey people there will be a spacing and there will be distance right it's always sad when people drop off and when people quit and it's encouraging when people run on ahead but it's not about how fast you run your race it's the fact that you're running your race and you're running with people but somewhere along the line in this race you've got to move from hey i'm following where the other people are going to i've caught a glimpse of the finish line. I've caught a glimpse at who is there. That Jesus, as we look to Jesus, that we go, hey, I'm actually being transformed into his image. I am becoming like Jesus. There is a goal in my life. And yes, I want, I want to achieve great with my finances. I want to do well with my business. I want to have a great family. Those are all important and good goals, but there's a better goal. And that goal is to look more like Jesus by the time I finish my race. And so you've got to make that switch of I'm following the other people to I'm following Jesus. I'm following the image that I am being not only transformed into, but being conformed into. And that's where the writer of, this, of, of Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 to 2, he starts giving us some ideas about, number one, he says, let us lay aside every weight. Let us lay aside every weight. What I love about that is he's not actually talking about sin in this point. That's going to come just now. He's talking about, when you're running an endurance race, a long race, you don't want to be carrying extra baggage with you. You don't want to be carrying things that are going to slow you down, that's going to make it more difficult for you to run the race. In fact, how, how, how crazy is this? That um, when they were running races, marathons, in the day that this was written, a lot of the runners, I think, I think actually all the runners, the commentators said that they run naked. They run free of any kind of weight. They, they're running light. And for us, for you and me, the way of Jesus is a simple way. 
simplicity will help us. Rather than being weighed down by things that we don't need, weighed down by things in our life that are actually going to slow us down in being transformed into the image of Christ. Actually being weighed down by other people's expectations of us and who they think we ought to be and ought to become. Weighed down by heavy debt in life. Weighed down by heavy guilt in life. Weighed down by materialism. Hey, listen, I struggle with materialism. I love to buy new things just because they're new and they're sparkly. But you know what? You don't need that new phone. You don't need to upgrade your car right now. What you need to do is actually get space in your life so that your life is lighter, so that you can run with endurance your race. Why do we want to hold on to things that hinder us from becoming like Jesus? It might not be a sin, but why, but why, why carry all this stuff? Why, why carry things that are going to make it more difficult for us? I'm not saying, hey, go ahead and sell everything and live like a monk. That's not what I am saying. But what is hindering you, do you think? What is slowing your race down? What is slowing you down in becoming more like Jesus? Is it other people's opinions of you? Is it maybe, just maybe, the thing that's slowing you down, the fact that you got, you're up to eyeballs in debt? I always like to think it in this way. If God asked me to do something, no, asked me, if God commanded me to do something, would I be able to move quickly? Or is there something that's hindering me from doing that? And that's what the writer is saying. Get rid of the things that hinder you. Imagine running a race with, a, with all this luggage on your back. Eventually what happens, if you just keep piling on more things, more stuff, more crowded life, a more complicated life, what happens is you actually just fall down in exhaustion. You burn out. But the way of Jesus is a way of simplicity. It's not an easy way. Don't, don't mistake easy for simple. But it is a simple way. It's a different kind of way. So get rid of the things that hinder you. The second thing he says there is, hey, get rid of the sin that so easily ensnares us. Hey, sin is common to all of us. None of us are at a point where we're completely done with sin. You know, when you, get, when you come to faith, you, you have this experience with Jesus and it's like, wow, all the big sins of your life, are, they get dealt with, you know. It's the very public sins, the, very, the sins that other people see on your life from the outside. But I've been following Jesus for more than 20 years now. And what I've learned is the public sins are the easy ones to deal with. It's the, the ones that hide in the corners of our hearts that we think are part of who we are, that are actually the toughest ones to deal with. But they still so easily ensnare us. And I don't have to tell you what yours are. I know what mine is. I'm so discouraged and disgusted at the things that I still think about, the sins that I still struggle with, the temptations that I battle with. We all have it. We all have something that's there to ensnare us. But Jesus Christ went to the cross to deal a blow to sin and death and rose again in victory to give us new life. You and I are no longer slaves to sin. We are being called to a life of freedom, the freedom that Christ has won for us. 
So when he came to set you free, he didn't come to set you partially free, free you from some sin. He came to free you completely. The snares of sin to be broken. It's almost like when you're running your race, like, like being chained to something or dragging a sin or, or running into a trap. Hey, let's get rid of those things that are going to stop us from becoming more like Jesus. You and I are going to struggle with some sin in our life till the day we die. But the goal is that we struggle with less sin by the day we die. That when we get to the finish line, we are more like Jesus. We are overcomers. We have been set free and we live in the reality of that. And if we sin, we confess it to Christ and we continue to move forward. So what is that sin that is enslaving you? So far, we can see that to become more like Jesus every day with every stride. It's about dealing with the things that hinder us and living life light. Then it's also about dealing with the sin in our life that's ensnaring us right now so that we can get free of that and we can run with freedom. Then lastly, he encourages us with this. He says, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. I love that endurance, endurance. Now, endurance is not a sexy idea, right? What's sexy? Getting somewhere fast, loud. No, endurance is this commitment to a life of faithfulness, commitment to a life of following Jesus. Faithfulness and endurance, it kind of looks like doing things in the, the right things in the same direction over the long term, over the course of our lives. It looks like being with Jesus every day through prayer and scripture. It looks like being in his family, like going together with the church family, getting into a group, serving people, telling people about Jesus, praying. It's the regular rhythm that seems mundane. But hey, when you're running an endurance race, you're looking for rhythm. It's not about the excitement. What is exciting is that with every step and every stride, you're getting closer to your goal of looking and becoming more like Jesus. And when that endurance, when that time when you're about to hit the wall or when, you, when you're feeling exhausted and, and, and tired, is to look up and to see the gaze of Jesus on you, cheering you on and calling you home, that we would become more like Him by the end of our race. Make no mistake, the finish line is not a destination. Heaven is not the finish line. Jesus is our finish line. That our goal is to become more like Him and to reflect more of Him in our lives. That is the goal. And yes, when we pass from this life to the next, when we graduate to eternity, yes, that race will be done. But we will be like Jesus. We will be more like Him in every single way. I hope that when He sees us, He goes, Ah, I recognize you. You look like me. It's that commitment to keep going. Now, I know life is hard and life deals blows. 
And even when you're running a race, maybe you get injured along the way. Maybe you have this blister that bursts in your shoe and there's just blood coming out of your shoe. But the thing is, you're committed to finishing the race that you started. We all run in the direction of the finish line. And Jesus is our finish line. We run in that direction. And some of us, we might be limping. We might be drag. Hey, maybe you're walking and maybe you're crawling. But isn't it amazing that you're still moving forward? How amazing is it? No matter what injury you've been dealt with, no matter what thing has happened in your life, if you just keep to the commitment, hey, I'm just going to keep going one step at a time. What is going to happen over the duration of your life is you're going to become more like Jesus. It's not about winning the race necessarily. It's about getting to the finish line. And if you're just limping, keep going. Don't stop. If you're crawling on your hands and knees right now and you need God to move in your life, don't stop. Keep crawling towards Him. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. Eyes on the prize. Gaze on Him. And in that, we become more, more like Him in every single way. What I know about Him is that if we will just keep persevering, keep on enduring, keep on being faithful, keep our eyes fixed on Him, dealing with the things that hinder us, dealing with the sin that so easily ensnares us, what we're going to find is that we will be strengthened, we will be healed, and we will find that our stride picks up and we will carry on running because seasons change. Healing comes. For some of us, yeah, sure, we might finish limping. But for other of us, we might find strength to run again. Don't give up, is what I'm saying. Keep letting God work in your life. And as we run this race together, what's going to happen is we're partnering with the Holy Spirit to allow Him to work in us and through us to be conformed into the beautiful image of Jesus. We really hope that that message spoke to you. Um, if you'd like to take any next steps or connect to us as a church, you're welcome to head over to our website, um, www.revivechurch.co.za, and you can get more information on your next steps there too. And as a church, we're really grateful for the great opportunity of giving. We, we love to worship God with our giving, and so if you'd like to be a part of that and be a part of worshiping Him with that, you're welcome to also head over to our website and find all the information on giving there. We really hope that you have a really great week ahead and we'll see you next week Sunday.